The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, everybody in the podcast universe. Uh, my name is TJ Williams, and um, I'm from Niagara Falls, New York. And with um, the, the coronavirus um, still going on, at least gets me an opportunity to start my own podcast show. And I call this the Kick Pod, which is a martial arts-based podcast, which in I talk about martial arts subjects from topics to movies, um, my experience of course and um before i get started with this podcast i'd uh, at least share my background i um i've been doing martial arts for 20 plus years and and i currently hold a fourth degree black belt in the chuck norris system and for those who are not familiar yes i said the chuck norris system as in Lone Wolf mcquaid delta force and even walker texas ranger the chuck norris and um, I've been doing that for a long time, and I really am highly committed to the martial arts. And um, I took it upon myself to actually do this podcast to at least share my experience and and just uh, give you a, a heads up uh, for those who are interested in martial arts. So without further ado, I want to start my show. So the topic of my show is... Um, uh, start kit so for those who are interested in any type of martial arts i mean here's my personal opinion of um the start kit so the first thing that you want to do you want to find a karate school or dojo something that um if you haven't interested in any martial arts style taekwondo tanks to do kenpo brazilian jiu-jitsu aikido Make sure you look out there and research any schools nearby, and um, definitely you want to definitely want to look at the cost of classes and see if that is um, will fit with your budget. All right. Second, uh, and I say this: be ready and able to go more than once a week. You know, it's with some martial arts schools you are required to go twice a week or even three times a week so make sure you check your schedule to see if you can go more than once a week otherwise then it wouldn't be a good idea and thirdly make sure you get a view of the classes see what you're going to be doing at least like before you start watch a class or two to know what you're up against and it wouldn't be wise to actually go into a martial arts school and just just start class right away without knowing what you're going to learn. So you got to at least get an, a visual idea of what you're going into. And also, lastly, yeah, like I said, get a cost. Get a cost of classes, the uniform. Yeah, uniform is most important. I say if you are a person that works very hard, I say get one or two uniforms so you at least you have a backup if you know that the one uniform is all sweaty 
at least have a secondary uniform. I mean, make sure if most karate schools, you are required to wear patches. So if you have, if you are required to wear patches, make sure both karate uniforms or gis has patches so you don't forget. And also gear. And in most karate styles, you are required to aspire. Yeah, so hand gear, glove, well, yeah, gloves, headgear, mouthpiece, cup, shin guards, and sometimes um, chest protection is required because, you know, it's real intense when you're going out sparring. And um, that's pretty much it for the start kit. Now, going on to what to expect when you're going into a martial arts school. Expect to learn traditional and non-traditional materials. So basically, it's from past to present. You'll be going on a journey on how things used to be before you learn how to do things happening today. Yeah, expect to learn how things were probably millions of years ago or probably hundreds of years ago if you were in Japan or out in um, East Asia. All right, so you're going to learn how you're going to stand, how you throw a technique. So that's something you want to learn. Then it kind of build, builds up to like what's what you're going to learn today. It's like you're going to learn from how you how to defend yourself when you're out in the street. You know, you wouldn't fight traditionally. Rarely some people can fight traditionally if it's done right, but nevertheless if you want to learn how to really defend yourself I wouldn't rely on tradition traditional techniques I would just focus on focus on definitely um, definitely what um, we do today just protect yourself okay. and second to expect it's gonna be a long hard work long hard work discipline and conditioning <clears throat> mostly lecture so that's the thing. You think that your karate journey will be will last a year, then, then you got, then you're wrong. All right, you don't want to spend a year just learning martial arts. You want to spend like multiple years. Like I said, I've been doing this for twenty plus years, and definitely, um, it took me at least eight years, eight years to get to my black belt. You know, it could have been less than that, but that's your minimum six to six to eight years to get to black belt I mean within those six to eight years you'll at least learn the fundamentals and you'll get um, the like the muscle builds to do other things to and that you you'll be using muscles that you never used before so really you it's gonna be a long hard discipline journey so you want to reach take the time to be prepared for that and thirdly, life skills. Mostly a toward kids and teens. How to present yourself outside of karate. How you present yourself in martial arts is no different than how you present yourself out in public. And usually I was told by my instructor that my, my instructor would tell me multiple times when you're out in public, you're out you're on stage. It's like no matter if you have a black belt or you have a lower belt people know who you are well you know I try not to brag too much about being a black belt but you know that's um 
that's I can't help that, you know. People see me before they know I'm a black belt, and it would be worse if I go out in public or out in the store and act like a fool. That would definitely ruin my reputation of what I what I've done for years. So you want to at least present yourself, be a good person. At least that's what martial arts can build you up, build you up to be a a decent human being. Not like most people would be so cocky about if they learn something or they above average, they they just be cocky like they don't care about anybody else. But that's what you want to do: you present yourself. And lastly, the most important most important thing to expect is respect treat others like you want to be treated no you have to respect the people in your class respect the instructor as and and also respect yourself self-respect comes first before you respect anybody else well come to think of it you respect people and yourself equally I mean you want to respect people's training you want to respect their who, who they are, you know. If that person is a woman, you want to respect that a woman like any other person, and mostly you want to respect people that have conditions like attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, autism, Asperger's. People in your class are created equal, so you want to treat them that way every time, every class, and you know. That's like what most people lack, you know, you got to respect people's training. You may be ahead of somebody because they're slow, but, you know, that doesn't give you a right to at least put them down. And that's pretty much it for what to expect in martial arts. Now, going on to certain movies that explains the start kit. And the first movie I want to talk about is a classic going back to 1984. Like, you're talking about at least 34. Six years, uh, the Karate Kid, starring Ralph Macchio, and I had an opportunity to meet um three of the cast members um from the Karate Kid. You got Ralph Macchio who played Daniel Larusso. You had um. You have William Zapka who played Johnny Lawrence, and you had Martin Cove who played um, what's I forgot his name um. Uh, well, uh, I wouldn't remember his name, but you know, that's his name, Martin Cove, or should I say the Cobra Kai Master. That's pretty much, that's what I pretty much did. But going on to the movie, explaining the start kit. Of course, you've got Ralph Macchio's character uh, moving from Jersey to California. And um, of course, he makes friends quickly by doing something stupid you see him in the beginning he tried to kick the door open and um he didn't notice that someone was on the other side and he gets him kicks him down and you know i guess that person is really really astonished by what he did but he did it foolishly and of course you see him going out on the beach playing um hanging out and of course he comes across um this um girl who's played by elizabeth shoe her name is Allie, of course and then, of course, uh, they um, they meet up um, later on, and of course, here he is teaching her how to um, work the soccer ball. Well, of course, he has uh, things for soccer. And then, 
all of a sudden here goes her boy, former boyfriend who was played by um William Zapka and um of course they're talking and of course William Zapka trying to get her to try to get her to talk to him and then she keeps ignoring ignoring him so he takes her radio and it's of course she he gives her radio back and she just turns on the radio like sarcastically and he just takes it to smash it and then from there you see Ralph Macchio or Dan, Daniel LaRusso picking up the radio and try to give it back and all of a sudden you know he just takes the radio for a moment and just um, shoves him and probably from there he should have walked away but he just started charging at him and from there he just got a swift sort of like a swift kick right in the solar plexus which is very effective I mean if you don't tighten your stomach enough you're going to definitely take a good blow from a kick a straight kick and then from there he decides just uh, to hit him back and from there that's where he got the the biggest beating probably in the throughout the whole movie and of course the story goes on he wants to learn karate so he just decided to learn from a book, which most people would do. They would get a book and uh, definitely learn, learn from that book and think that they're going to be an expert. And of course, you got uh, Mr. Miyagi, uh, the maintenance man. He sees that he's um, into that. And then, of course, um, there was that one um, scene where you had... Um, Daniel LaRusso going into a Halloween costume party and he decides to um, get revenge by soaking Johnny Lawrence in a bathroom with water and of course that led to Chase where he got trapped and got beat up some more and out of the blue here goes Mr. Miyagi jumping over the fence taking on all the members of Cobra Kai and then from there he, um, you see him carry off um, Lelusso and then treat him for his um, wounds. And, of course, you see he wants the whole situation to end with the Cobra Kai. And then, of course, they both go to school. And from there, he was... And the Mr. Miyagi was asking the... Crease, that's the name. Yeah, the Master Crease. That's a, that just came to my head. Finally, I know his name, Crease. And so, of course, um, he was telling him, don't go into my studio but without dropping a challenge. And, of course, um, they challenged him at the All Valley Karate Tournament, in which all the Cobra Kai members are going to be involved. And then you got Daniel LaRusso, who's like untrained and unprepared for a tournament style fighting and from there you got Mr. Miyagi agreeing to teach him karate and from there he goes to Mr. Miyagi's uh, little little spot little garden that he goes to and he um, has like cars um, a garden and pretty much everything else so from there for the first day Daniel LaRusso was expecting to learn how to do karate, but instead, Mr. Maggi had him do all these chores, you know, waxing the car, sanding the, sand the floor, paint the fence, and uh, 
do all that and then of course there was a point where the, um, the Luso or he was getting irritated because he wanted to learn karate he wanted to defend himself but and then there was a point where he really got Mr. Miyagi's goat by saying that he was going to quit then of course Mr. Miyagi told him to come back and he told him show me all the sand the floor paint the fence wax on wax off in actuality he was teaching them how to react he was teaching them blocks and he was teaching them like really be focused on what you're doing so that's why he had them do all those chores which was good it's mostly about muscle building you know you don't want to get quick too quick in um to martial arts if you are not you don't have build muscles all right so something that you want to think about also yeah you see he was throwing punches and the, the russo was just reacting reacting to the punches and um that's pretty much another another thing to think about you want to think about reaction Re react to what's coming at you and of course from there they trained some more they focused on balance where he had him on a boat focus on the techniques and of course he focus on the crane kick which that's like part of balance that's what martial arts is you want to focus on your balance before you do any um but do any techniques and uh, of course then every, everything just led to the tournament and of course he was uh pretty much getting himself um getting himself ahead beating every opponent until he was in the semifinals where um he went up against um a member of Cobra Kai and that member of Cobra Kai got disqualified because he kicked him in the leg and of course from there he um they would they would just um just give um the award to Cobra Kai because he was unable to compete but in in the end of course you got Mr. Miyagi doing this little well ancient Japanese some um, healing I don't know what that's called but you know he would just put his hands together and start rubbing them like probably till they get hot and it's just putting it on um um his um injured leg and from there it was the final battle of course um you got um they're going back and forth back and forth and of course um you see Jai Lawrence in the end take out his leg and from there he was um he was going in that crane, crane position, and he basically did like almost a fake front kick, but he got him good, and he won. And pretty much that's how you explain it. Like, if you want to be a skillful martial artist, you have to learn about muscle building. That's the whole point of the start kit. When you're doing martial arts, you want to at least focus on muscle building. So before you learn how to really defend yourself, so you it's called muscle memory. Right? You gotta be familiar with stands, balance, and that will just make your martial arts seem a lot cleaner and you'll do effective techniques. Alright, moving on to another movie that explains the start kit. Another classic, um, going back to nineteen ninety-three, um sidekicks. Alright, yeah, and starting Chuck Norris and um starting Jonathan um Brand Brandon 
Ditch or I forgot what his name kid's name is, but I know he um passed away a few a couple uh, couple years ago. You got yeah Jonathan Branditch. And um, he was mostly a dreamer. He would imagine himself um, fighting with Chuck Norris. And um, he would do it while he's in the middle of class. And then people would pick on him. And also he was uh, had asthma. He was like, at, so he couldn't do much physical activity. But you know, one day um, his teacher would introduce him to her uncle. Who was um, also a martial arts expert as well. As he, um, he owned a... Uh, a Chinese restaurant and um, called a frying dragon and of course his, her uncle would definitely teach them teach them basics about proper breathing and of course definitely conditioning as you see him throughout the movie him running yeah running and um, doing push-ups like really trying to strengthen his lungs then do whatever do and try to think past that and also um, as you see in the movie yeah he's um, had an interest to, with this young lady of course who feels sorry for him and therefore he gets upset and um, feels like he's not worth it but yet um, of course toward the end he has a run in with um, his little school bully called Randy Cellini who also is a black belt of course, it was told in a movie when um, Barry, Barry Grabowski, wanted to join martial arts in the first place. He ended up going to um, a karate school that's owned by uh, an obnoxious um, instructor. I think Robert Stone, that was his name in the movie. He was a master instructor and, um, and a little obnoxious and really making fun of um, his condition. And of course, see things got real hot when um, Gary Barry mentioned Chuck Norris, and that drove him crazy. And he got all cocky, say he's gonna beat up Chuck Norris. But um, and of course they walked out. It's like this this place ain't worth my time. This guy is too obnoxious. Well, just think about it. Throughout your training, you might have that instructor that um that might that thinks he's think is think it's okay to, to berate his students so you a instructor shouldn't berate his students like this you shouldn't never like think low and um really think that your students are not willing to be the best that they can be all right so that's pretty much the hope of the half of the story then it moves on to more and more training and he gets better and definitely he gets more powerful and of course from there he has run in again with his the school bully they end up having a brawl in the gym where surprisingly Barry fights back and of course it was a back and forth battle until the the gym the gym teacher comes break it up and yet the gym teacher is another person that really berates Barry and really a hothead but in this case after the fight he gave them a, a compliment which means he's a little impressed at his effort so that was definitely a push for Barry Grabowski and, and this all leads to a championship tournament 
So definitely the bully challenge I'm into the tournament in which uh, it was a four member team competition. Of course at first they couldn't find, they were going to go three members but they couldn't because they had, they had to find a fourth member. You have um, the school teacher, the uncle and Barry on the team and yet out of nowhere you see Chuck Norris. He appears in, in the spotlights so on everybody cheers for him. And then, of course, uh, the, the school teacher approaches him, asks for his help in this case. And then, of course, they go back uh, to, to apply. And the guy is just um, in disbelief, saying that their team member is Chuck Norris. But And then he appears out of nowhere and asks him, you got a problem with that? And then, of course, Eco says, no. <laughs> yeah, they had me laughing. Of course, the competition starts, and um, you had different, different um, um, comp or different, uh, different competitions or different divisions. That's what it is. Different divisions, and you had, of course, you had a had female kata, which the um, the school teacher was um, competing in. She got second place, and of course. Uh, the Stone Dojo got first, and yet the next one was uh, brick or uh, brick breaking. It was between um, the Stone Dojo and the Frying Dragon, and yet uh, you see um, the school teacher's um, uncle uh, getting into it. Yeah, Mr. Lee Chan. So definitely that was his name, Lee Chan. Yeah, he does his brick break in the apron because he was coming back from the run the restaurant. And then, of course, he breaks the bricks, and I think they get the points. And from there, you have um, weapons. Of course, uh, then you got Barry, who's the weapon expert. He was given nunchucks throughout his training. And, um, of course, he became a real excellent expert. So he does his um, little form, and then he kind of goes into his dream state. And I guess whatever he does in his dream, he um, definitely imitates in life. So you see him going forward and then he goes backward and he's in a white ninja outfit and he does his amazing um, nunchucks kata. And, and people can't believe that it was him. So he kind of wakes up out of it and it's like, woo, he won that. And then the com and up next was... Um, the fighting competition where you got um, the Stone Dojo, the Master Stone, in the fighting competition. Then you got Chuck Norris, as good as he is, he was um, definitely going to going through the competition as well as Stone. And of course, they meet in the finals. And from there, you got um, Stone getting cocky, smacking Mr. Norris in the head. Yeah, I'm gonna call him Mr. Norris because that's that's um. A grandmaster of my style and of course um, the fight starts um, Mr. Norris gets, gets the point and um, of course uh, Robert Stone just kept coming at him coming at him and then uh, Mr. Norris got the point again and things definitely were getting hot with Stone and he just takes all this stuff off and from there he um, tried to chase he tried to hit Chuck Norris with a jump kick but uh Mr. Norris catches him good, and he does like a backflip, like 
five or six times and lands on his face. And that was like total destruction for him. Anyway, so, so that's pretty much it. So in the end, they end up getting a tie. So for the tiebreaker, they do breaking, brick breaking. So it's between Randy Cellini, the bully, and Barry. And of course, uh, you got Randy Cellini does the brick breaking, rubs it in Barry's face, and of course, Barry does his breaking and succeeded. And from there, you got um, Randy Cellini going again, and he decides to add another brick. So he says he's going to finish it, but um, he breaks him unsuccessfully. And of course, you got Master Stone going crazy because he failed to do the objective. And of course, Barry has one chance to win if he could break nine bricks. So here we go. He's pacing back and forth, probably nerve nervous wreck. And from there, his um, Lee Chan just confronts him, tells him to concentrate. And from there, he just um, puts uh, flame fluid on the bricks and sets it on fire. From there, Barry just breaks all nine bricks and, and he wins. And that's pretty much the end of the whole story, you know. He was the one boy that people pick on, but now he's the talk of the town because he won the tournament. Alright, so pretty much that's it with the movies. That start with a start kit. So, honestly, I mean, this this story is saying that you don't need a karate studio to get started. But you know, I recommend you find like some type of karate school to do martial arts. Because really, if you're trying to defend yourself out in the street, you're likely you're gonna go get somebody that's definitely been paying attention to how people fight. So you want to make sure you fight the right way. And really, the whole concept of self-defense is you want to get out of there. Don't make it so lengthy fight. All right. And now moving on. Moving on to my journey. Like how I got started. So I started around 1996, around winter time. I was 11 years old. Pretty much I wasn't in shape. I was pretty a, a portly boy. And um, I uh, wasn't much of an athlete, but um, it was a good opportunity for me to start martial arts. And um, so I got my first gold, my first belt, my gold belt back in February 5th, 1987. So this was around when I was in grade school, fourth grade. And um, my journey from from there, it's going to black belt. You no, know, definitely. I would go up from middle school to high school and then you know, things were just getting interesting. I was like really committed. You know, there's times where instead of going twice a week, I would go like uh, like another week or another day to get some practice in to really enhance my um, martial arts training. You know, that's how it is. I learned the basics and yet um, this was a good care for my Attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. You know, I wasn't always the smartest kid. Well, in this case, I was smart, but you know, I never was the type of person that would be familiar, fascinated with schoolwork. But at least karate definitely built up my um, 
my my understanding of what priorities is. I mean, if you really want to get something in life, you have to work for it. You can't rely on people to do things for you. And um, that's something that um, I've learned throughout the years. And, you know, you kind of outgrow your, well, you, you can't outgrow your condition, but you can overcome it. And I say this to people that are having conditions, autism, attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder, uh, Asperger's, pretty much any condition, you can overcome it. All it is is you got to work hard and really not quit. So I worked my way up from white belt to my first degree black belt test, which was when I was a senior in high school. I mean, this was really something that I really worked hard for. And, you know, I did the pretest, and this was a big moment, you know, after coming from a football game the day before. I was hoping I didn't get concussion during a football game, but, you know, I was real good. I wasn't fine. And, of course, I do my test, do what I'm supposed to do, do my katas, do my techniques, and do my one steps. And then from there, like spar, that's the last part of the black belt test and from there I was um, called into the office with the other like testing board members and I was told by my instructor that well actually he, tell, he told me are you willing to test for second degree next year and that was the that was the message that was a clue that I passed the black belt test and you know definitely you know how hard you work when you come home smelling and you're sweating or even get a cramp in the back of your leg i tell you that's probably what hard work means getting like pain in your leg getting sore and probably tired and of course um that went on for me to go to do more black belt tests second degree third degree fourth degree and um usually with some karate schools you might have to do some traveling in this case, um, for the first two black belt tests, I did it in my hometown of Niagara Falls, New York. And um, that was like, I didn't have to go anywhere. You know, the first two tests, you know, the first test I come from a football game, I got pant ripped my pants. And of course, the second degree, I was recovering from a sciatica that I got. And of course, um, before the test, I cracked my ribs. Surprisingly, I didn't, nothing bad happened to me. So it was just, um, that was just the best moment. And moving on to third degree, and I had to travel to Worthing or Worthing or Worthing, West Virginia, out to another UFAF school or another Chuck Norris system school at the test for third degree. And it was like a nice, nice, good school, it looked like a hangar that we were in. And then from there, I would um, travel again for my fourth degree, travel from Niagara Falls to Boston, which I did in one day. I traveled to Boston like 12 o'clock at night or 12 o'clock at midnight to about 7 o'clock in the morning to um, um, to Boston and did a test and then had to drive back the same day. So that was quite a trip. Well, that was fun. But, you know, I didn't drive by myself. You know, I was with my karate master who decided that he, um, uh, drive the, um, to the Boston 
for midnight. That was like the first um, swing shift drive I ever did. You know, normally I do don't do Batman drives. I don't like doing Batman shifts, but no, that was a adventure. And uh, anyway, yeah, instructors. You know, you're gonna have many instructors in your during your journey. You know, I didn't have just one instructor. You know, I started off with um, a good, fun teaching instructor. And um, he still teaches today, and I feel sorry that I'm ahead of him. He's still a first degree, but um, but just because he's a first degree doesn't mean he doesn't learn. He pretty much learned as much as I can than, um, than where I'm at. So, so definitely, that was like my first instructor. And then they moved on to a real hardcore instructor. You know, of course, he's not the person that likes the people goofing around so I definitely got the beating well because of this instructor was on me and you know, my maturity has um, gotten better you know he doesn't like get on me as much because I'm doing great with my life like he's not do getting into trouble you know that's what instructors do you know they may be the type of people that really berate you but you gotta look at the people that really are on your butt yeah, that instructor's going to be on your butt. Expect that. But, you know, it's going to really pay off when you really outgrow, when you really grow up, when you really mature. Yeah. So that's uh, pretty much my journey. And um, just a recap of what my um, podcast show. Uh, so this is going to be real small. So going back to StartKit. So find a Christ school based on what style you're interested in and of course be ready and able to go more than once a week it may be two or three times a week you might have to go to martial arts training of course get a view of the class see what you're up to up against and of course the costs definitely <laughs> and um moving on to what to expect you're gonna learn traditional and non-traditional material yeah, going from your journey from 100 years ago to now. And then you, it's going to be long, hard work. Expect a lot of discipline and conditioning and life skills. How to present yourself. How you present yourself in a karate studio should be the same as you present yourself when you walk into a store, school. How you do things at home. And lastly, respect. Yeah, just respect yourself. Respect yourself and respect others. And if you didn't get a chance to, well, of course, Karate Kid is like the most known movie in the world today. So, of course, if you haven't seen it, all right, really take a look at that movie. And also with Cobra, with um, Karate Kid, Karate Kid has a, like a spinoff called Cobra Kai, and it's on YouTube. And also, you can um, get it on digital. So really take a look at that series too, because that might that's something I might talk about later. The Cobra Kai, and um, also Sidekicks. That's also a classic. You know, if you haven't seen that movie, make sure you could, like, you probably could find it on YouTube somewhere. Get to watch that movie. Hey, right, so that's a classic. And just um, I was able to share my um, journey and what what I've been through with how I got started and um and I real blessed that I have that always have opportunity to get on the 
format and um, perfect my craft and also teach students and uh, just uh, really just really go forward because I'm really looking forward in two to three years to go for my master rank fifth degree in Las Vegas okay so just uh just to recap this or just to end this to close this um just a little message for everybody out there with who's dealing with the coronavirus um make sure you stay home and stay safe all right it's not worth going out there unless you are in a going for an essential need like you need food of course um yeah i know toilet paper is Toilet paper is kind of low today, but definitely the main thing is you want food to eat. So you want to really get that. You don't want to worry about anything else. Going walking in the park, you know, at least make sure if you're going out walking, it's like around your neighborhood. And um, make sure you're like, really regrouping and really figure out a comeback when this is over. And uh, even make your own podcast. Do whatever you have to and um, just a final message for people that want to at least get into martial arts. Um, it's real hard work. And if you're willing to do hard work, you have to make certain sacrifices. Time is sacrifice. All right? Usually, sometimes you have to be away from your family and away from being miserable. You know, definitely I use martial arts as escape from everyday life. You know, you work for you work eight hours a day and you want to get away from that and get into karate and really get into taking that stressed out hey so i'm real glad that i actually had to do this um podcast for the first time and um i hope i would do more episodes of different subjects or and hopefully i can come up with some and and i like to say thank you and um this is tj williams with the kick pod and i'll see you next time Chris, what are you recording? I'm currently recording a Vinyl Divers podcast. Vinyl episode. Divers? What's that? Vinyl Divers is a podcast that I do where I talk everything music related from bands that are on vinyl that I've collected, uh, old vinyl that I found and purchased, to bands that I'm currently listening to on iTunes and Spotify because guess what? I can't afford all the vinyl that I want. But it's a vinyl podcast. Yes, essentially. It's a music podcast that started off as a vinyl podcast. Is there diving involved? There is diving into podcasts and vinyls. Where can I find Vinyl Divers? Find Vinyl Divers on the network app, BICVP-radio.com. Sweet. Keep diving. <laughs>